Welcome back to the Why We Eat podcast. I'm Emily Berry, dietitian, mom, and lover of food. Each episode, we deep dive into reasons behind why we eat, plus give you tools and tips to help take that knowledge and turn it into habits that build the healthy lifestyle that you want. Now, if you're wanting more individualized support or guidance, please reach out to me on Instagram at Mama Berry Nutrition. Now, let's dive in. Do you struggle with moderation? We've heard it a million times. You can have everything in moderation, but that's not as simple as it sounds. Is moderation something that's hard for you? It's hard for a lot of people. You are not alone. Maybe you're sitting in front of the TV, watching your favorite TV show. You decide you want something sweet. You run in the kitchen, grab a couple Oreos. You eat them, but then that little voice in your head is saying, no, I want more. So you go grab a couple more, maybe even take the pack back to the couch with you and eat a whole sleeve. Do you feel like you either can't keep your favorite foods in the house or you will eat them all in one sitting without there really being an in-between? Do you struggle when you're around people and social events, either feeling like I have to be left out of the scenario, not eat this food, or I'm going to overeat to the point where I don't feel good? All of these struggles come back to all or nothing thinking, which is what we're going to be talking about today. This is one of the hardest mindset barriers that I help my clients overcome. A lot of the seeds behind this way of thinking were planted when you were a kid. And we will get into the mindset process, but let's start with some of the physical reasons behind why you can't have just one. These are a little simpler, a little more black and white. The people that create and manufacture foods are trying to play into our taste buds, to play into our desires as much as possible because they want to sell their food. They make their food palatable and satisfying and can feel addicting. Let's talk about food addiction. Can food actually be an addiction? (sighs) This is a very controversial topic, but I do have a pretty strong stance and that is no. Food itself is not the addiction. We can use food in ways that mimic addiction, that make food feel addicting. And those feelings are not invalid. And I am not at all saying that they are. But at the end of the day, food itself is not addicting. It can be very enticing But there are reasons behind why you might feel addicted to food. And if that's you, reach out to me or another dietitian to see if we can help you work through that. So let's talk about why foods can be enticing. Things like high amounts of sugar and different types of sugar, high amounts of fat and palatability, crunchiness, savoriness, sweetness. These all play into different desires that we have with the foods that we eat. And when a food can hit a lot of different things, check a lot of different boxes, it can be harder to put down. And that is just the truth behind certain foods. But when that is coupled with other physical, mental, emotional factors, that's where we lose the ability to moderate. Other physical factors that can make it hard to stop eating when we intend to are the same ones we talked about with cravings, sleep, stress, hormones, hunger. If we are experiencing, you know, a lack of sleep or high stress or hormone fluctuations or hunger, then our body is going to be giving us stronger signals to continue to eat that food and with very palatable foods, 
plus strong signals telling you, hey, eat this, eat this right now. That's where we cannot resist the urge to have more. Let's dig into some of the mindset reasons behind why we tend to struggle here. These can be a lot more difficult to work through, a lot less black and white, because this is not an all or nothing process. The first one is off-limit foods or restriction. When we place certain foods off-limits, the instance where we actually do allow ourselves to eat these foods, it can be a lot harder to stop because if you only let yourself eat Oreos on Saturday night, then you're going to want to eat as many Oreos as you can on Saturday night because you know for the next six days, you aren't allowed to have this favorite food. Reiterating what I said in the cravings episode, putting foods on this pedestal of this is this shiny, glamoury food that I can only have on certain special occasions gives us this experience around the food that just doesn't exist. An Oreo is an Oreo. It's a cookie. It tastes kind of like chocolate and it's a little creamy on the middle. It's not a rush of I'm allowed to have this. This is this off limits thing. I'm doing something I'm not supposed to, or at least it's not supposed to be like that. When we make these foods completely off limits, that is what we are setting ourselves up for. And when we do that, it is just too hard to not continue to eat it. The next mindset thought piece that can get in the way of moderating our food intake is the might as well mentality. This stems from perfectionism. A lot of us struggle with perfectionism. If you're doing good, you tend to do better. If you have one off day, one off meal, well, you've already messed everything up. You've already thrown all your progress out the window. You might as well do the next bad thing. And the truth is that there is no validity to this. There is no reason why one bad decision has to lead to another, but we tell ourselves that it does. We tell ourselves that if we don't work out one day, then all of our other workouts didn't count. If we happen to have a cheat meal, that all of a sudden, all of the progress that we have sustained all week long, that doesn't count. If this is something you struggle with, it can help to try to zoom out your focus a little bit. Rather than focusing on this one mistake you made or this one goal that you didn't hit one day, just take a second. Think about what the entire day looks like around that decision. Think about what the entire week looks like around that day. How many good habits you checked off right before you had one little slip up. That can show you that it's not that big of a deal. I always say one meal, one day, even one week does not make or break your progress. We're looking for a lifestyle here, people. That means that you're gonna have off days. It's gonna happen. Don't sit there and tell yourself, because I did one bad thing, I might as well do another. That is where you lose your progress. That is where you almost create a self-fulfilling prophecy of if I mess up once, I'm just going to stumble down into the rabbit hole of bad decisions. You tell yourself that and then you do it. If you tell yourself, hey, it's okay. I'm a human being. Maybe I didn't intend to overeat this meal, but I did. Let's just get back into our normal routine. Then you can move forward. It's that simple. What isn't that simple 
is some of the mentality that was placed in our head as a child that can translate into this overeating, not able to stop sort of feeling. And that can revolve around food waste. How many of you were encouraged to clean your plate or finish your vegetables, or it was looked down upon to throw away food in your family, or you yourself feel super guilty for throwing away food now. What if that food was gifted to you? What if someone made it for you? We have this implication around food that throwing it away is terrible, especially if it was gifted to us. If we throw it away, we are a terrible person that we should not put food in the trash can. It like physically hurts us to waste food. Well, I agree that we should try to reduce our food waste. That doesn't mean that you have to take that food and put it into your body. That means you learn your lesson from making too much food and and try to decrease the amount you make next time. One example I love to use with my clients is thinking about where this food is going. So if you're full, if there's a bite left, or maybe there's like a serving left of a leftover that is either going to be thrown away or eaten. At this point, you don't really want it anymore, but you know if you don't eat it, it's going to be wasted. If you choose to eat it, you're basically treating your body like a garbage can. You're saying this food needs to go somewhere. I don't want it to go in the garbage can, so I'm going to put it in my body. That's not cool. We don't want to treat ourselves like waste bins. It is okay to throw out food sometimes. I know it can be really hard. I know it can. But we're going to get into some tips and mindset shifts to help you get to a place where you will feel at least more comfortable with throwing away food that you don't even want. Okay, so now I'm going to give you a few tips, a few tools to help you move past this feeling of not being able to have one. But let me say that this is a very individualized issue. The reason why you feel this way can stem from a lot of different places. And this is one of my favorite times to be able to work one-on-one with clients because I know about them. I know their lifestyle. I know their past. I know their mindset. These are things we talk about, things I learn about. And this is where I can really give some individualized help and support. But today I have some really good general tips for you as well. I'm going to walk us through three different scenarios of struggle points and what to do about it. If you struggle with putting foods off limits, and there are two routes you can take here. One is very influenced by intuitive eating. It's one of the principles that I really like about intuitive eating. And that is completely allowing yourself to consume as much as you want of this food. I know that that sounds scary. If this is a food that you have had off limits in your mind for a very long time, totally opening yourself up to it seems like you're going to open up a floodgate, but it decreases over time. Think about right now with our social interactions, with being at home, not being able to see people because of COVID, because of what's going on in the world. We crave social interaction so much because it's been taken away from us. If you had the opportunity to go out and do normal things, you would try to go out as much as you wanted. But a few months down the road, your life would likely look very similar to what it looked like back in 2019, where you went and did social things in moderation to meet your needs. That is exactly what happens when you take all limits off of a food. 
at first, yeah, you're going to eat a lot of it because you haven't had it freely for a very long time. But the more you consume it, the more you take it off of its pedestal, the more normal it feels and the more it'll be easy to have that food in moderation. Now, if that is just too scary, if taking all limits off of a food seems like something that's so hard that you're not even going to try, try this instead. Consume a controlled amount regularly. If you are a chocolate fiend and you don't even keep chocolate in the house because you know that you will overeat on it, try buying some small individualized chocolates that you can maybe pack in your lunch so that your amount is very controlled. Or if you know you have a roommate or spouse, have them portion it out for you so that you can have a controlled amount. This can be the first step towards normalizing that food, but you need to make sure you're having it every single day. It does the same thing as taking the limits off of the food in a little bit of a slower fashion, but it will still help you get there. Now, if you're feeling addicted to foods, I have some other different tips for you. The first thing I want you to do is look at your lifestyle factors. So the things we were talking about in the beginning, sleep, stress, maybe eating consistent meals throughout the day. Try to address those first, because often if those are totally out of whack, then yeah, you're going to feel addicted because your body is just needing some help. If you are high stress, low sleep, you aren't eating enough, then your body is going to be screaming at you. And that can feel very much like an addiction and can be greatly decreased by addressing some of these lifestyle factors. So that's step one. And it's a big step. It'll maybe take you a few weeks. Step two is figuring out how to have that food in your life. While you are fixing and addressing these lifestyle factors, it might actually be beneficial to keep the food out of the house. While you're working on it, while those feelings of addiction are still there, it can be kind of counterproductive to have that food free and available all of the time because it might not feel like things are working because you're still working on it. Once you have a little bit more control over the lifestyle factors, you're feeling a little better, feeling a little more normal, you can bump up to having some food in the house. This could look like buying individual portions of that food. So if your thing is candy, rather than, you know, buying a, a big bag of candy to have in the house whenever you want, maybe just buy like one single serving thing in the checkout line so that you do have a hard stop when you decide to have that treat. Really, what you're wanting to work up to is having the food free in your house so that you can have it when you're craving it, say no to it when you don't want it. But that's a place to work up to. The fact that you feel out of control with the food right now and you maybe need to have it out of the house for a little bit, that's not anything to be ashamed of. It's just a tool in getting you to the place you eventually want to be. But keep in mind where you eventually want to be is for the food to be in the house, to feel in control, to say yes or no to the food as you please. Now, quick note, just because the food's in the house doesn't mean it has to be out in sight all of the time because when we see a food, we can have a brand new craving that wouldn't have been there otherwise for that food. I do recommend keeping foods you want to consume in moderation out of sight, like in the cupboard, in the fridge, not locked away, but just, just not on the counter. 
Lastly, I'm going to talk about if you struggle with wasting food, struggle with throwing food away, struggle with treating yourself like the waste basket. There are a few things you can do to help decrease waste. So portioning yourself smaller portions at meals, making it okay to go back for seconds rather than portioning a ton on your plate to where you overeat. But at the end of the day, sometimes we aren't as hungry as the food we put on our plate. And if it's so hard for you to take that food and scrape it into the trash can when it looks good and fine, make it inedible. I have had clients pour their drinks on their plate. I have had clients put a napkin over the food, make it to where you don't want to eat it anymore and it's easier to throw away. Sometimes making this a two-step process where you do something to the food where you're not gonna eat it and then throw it away makes it easier. But what about those foods that are gifted, foods that maybe your kid made for you and you just can't bear the thought of throwing it away? This is where we can work to separate our feelings towards a food from the actual act of eating the food. When you are gifted a food item that you maybe either don't want or don't want all of, just take a minute and think about the person that made it or gifted it. Think about the intention and the love that went behind the food and feel those positive emotions directed towards you. Really envision the fact that this person cared about you. They were thinking about you enough in the moment to do this for you. And that's actually separate from you eating the food. In fact, if you ask yourself, well, would this person want me to eat too much, eat to an uncomfortable point, or take a step back from my health goals to eat this food? The answer is likely no. They would not want you to do that. So after taking a moment, honoring the intention, maybe pulling aside one serving to to have, to enjoy, you can just throw the rest away. And if you can do that in the moment, honor the intention and throw the food away, you will feel so much better because you will not only be continuing on track towards your health goals, you will enjoy that food so much more because you will take away all of the guilty, all of the negative feelings around it, and you will look forward to the next time that person wants to do something for you. And that will make them feel better too, that you are truly appreciating what they have done for you. Like I said before, this is an extremely individualized topic. So if the scenarios and the tools that I talked about today didn't perfectly fit your needs, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Mama Berry Nutrition, or you know, you can find my contact on my website, mamaberrynutrition.com. That is it for today's episode. And I want you to remember that you are not alone in these feelings. So, so many people have had that feeling of being out of control with food and not being able to eat their favorite treats in moderation, which is why today I'm going to ask you to share this podcast. Shout it out on your socials. Let your friends, family know about it. I would really appreciate it. Wishing you a healthy and happy week. Bye.